0: Welcome to the Keep Rising podcast, hosted by Project Still I Rise, Incorporated. Project Still I Rise is a community based nonprofit organization dedicated to empowering today's youth for tomorrow's opportunities. This podcast is dedicated to education, empowerment, and inspiration on behalf of young people and communities across the nation.
1: All right, everyone, welcome back for another segment of Keep Rising, Powered by Project Stellar Rise. Once again, I'm your host, Nick Howard, and uh, today is a great uh, opportunity to talk about the connection with uh, athletes and in life in general, with entrepreneurship and uh, different business ventures that they have. And uh, today's our uh, guest for uh, our show is uh, Shannon Brazil TCU Hall of Famer. And I, I'd uh, love to get to talk to him about a lot of the stuff that we're talking about today. Uh, Shannon, if you don't mind, just tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, everything that you do.
2: Well, man, first of all, thanks for having me. Um, appreciate you, man. And uh, love what you're doing. Uh, but man right now, I'm just a entrepreneur slash corporate America guy. Just, you know, I'm a guy who's uh, learned a lot through, you know, through sports and I just translate that into my everyday business life, to be honest with you. And, uh, so there's a lot of parallels there. So, um, you know, I'm just, you know, family man, married, got four kids and just, everybody's just growing and, you know, I'm instilling the same values I learned in sports to them because now there's, you know, quote unquote star athletes. And so they'll learn the same thing I learned. And my wife, she's a, she was a hall of famer at TCU. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we, we just have kids that uh, we're just trying to instill the same values that we have in us into them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's just a yeah uh, uh, playing sports at a young age uh, because both me and you related to this uh, it just opens up uh, a lot of doors And at, at what age uh did you realize that playing sports opened up uh, other doors for you
2: at a young age um yeah. me and my brothers man it's a little different we would play football in the streets I mean we were I'm, I'm 44 years old so I'm part of that that you know that wasn't a lot of video games and all this social media it wasn't none of that <laughs> stuff growing up man so we we did this stuff in the streets and and when I, you know, i remember my first touchdown when I was, I think, eight years old um, again in, in West Texas where I, where I was from and um, scored a touchdown. I knew at that moment, like, the feeling I got uh, from the celebration of the people and the teammates, I knew, okay, man, this is pretty cool. And uh, me and my brothers, we just, from there, we just went on to be pretty good, solid football players, uh, in, you know, Pee Wee, middle school, high school, and so on. So I knew at a young age that, you know, um football could bring something to my life or something of value. I just didn't know what it was at the time until I got a little older to understand what what it, the sport that I was blessed to play, uh could really the joy and the things that it could bring you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just like, you know, and I go back and think about when I hit my first three pointer, you know, it was just like everybody was cheering. I was like, wow, this kid can really shoot. And this just like that yeah. that excitement. And then it's yeah. like And I was like, eventually that ball is going to stop bouncing eventually. I was like, so there's got to be other things that, you know, I can get from this sport. Sure. Eventually just moving forward. For Uh, sure. uh, How often is it do you see that athletes struggle with money and what what do you want to see change there?
2: Well, I think we've gotten better, um, but we still have a ways to go. um, Because, you know, when you make the type of money that these kids are making – Excuse the noise. But when you make the type of money that these young kids are making, um, sorry, I'll let that noise <laughs> get past us. I'm outside of my garage. But what I was saying is these kids are coming out of even high school, you know, depending on what sports you're playing, making millions. Now they're giving, with the NIL, giving kids right out of high school who graduated from high school and entered the college, Enter college, you're able to get money at high levels. Whatever that whatever that is, right? But if you have no understanding of how financials work, uh, if you don't understand how you know the money easy come, easy go, and the things that come with having you know that type of money at your expense, then you don't you're mentally you're not educated enough to know how it works and so we have to first teach our kids and i think before you start paying them all this money financial literacy i mean you have to understand how money works how it comes how it goes how to stash it how to how to make your money work for you not you work for your money that's how we got to train the mind and so uh, i mean i learned a lot in later in life I've, I've always been good with my money for some reason my mom growing up they called me tight you know because i I, would, I mean i know i'd hold on to a dollar and uh, i told my mom one day when i got older up know i say you know you, you'll see why i'm so tight with my money <clears throat> and so and i've pretty much been the breadwinner of my family and everybody's successful but i was you know i've been the breadwinner because i and i teach my kids how to save money but what i would like to see change is financial people, t- these kids taking classes so their money can work for them and not only for them, but when they're done and they're gone and they leave this mm-hmm. earth, that they've left the legacy. They've, yeah. left, they've left a generational wealth to their kids that will uh, sustain them and then they could duplicate that, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so that's what I would like to see happen because especially it's a culture thing and in our culture, we need to really, uh, again, I'm, you know, my, we have over 80 grandchildren in my family. I'm the third oldest and my grandparents has 10 kids and all they left in was with some land, which is still valuable. But prior to that, prior to that, there was nothing. Yeah. And so what I wanted to start, my mom and dad have very little to leave me and my brothers, you know, but what I started, I'm like, that's not going to happen to me. So mm-hmm. I started doing things from a financial standpoint. So whatever happens to me, my family's taken care of. Yeah. Whatever happens, if we grow old and we, me and my wife shall leave this earth, well, my kids will be, which will be grown-ups at that time. They're gonna be taken care of. I will be able to leave them generational wealth, not just for them, but for them to invest into their kids yeah. and to start to get that generational wealth going. So, <clears throat> all in all, for the, the long answer, I man, I just want to see us to be more educated about how money works.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, we needed more in our community. Uh, we needed more, uh, just because, like, you know, I, I like I said, uh, like you said, I was. I was very tight with my money too. So people be like, "I oh, don't ask Nick for money. He ain't going to give you none. I was like, Hey, <laughs> I'm, I was like, I know where I've come from. I know how my family <laughs> is. We don't have much. So I'm trying to hold on to every little bit I got.
2: <laughs> exactly. Man. I always tell people my, my phrase. And what I like to say is be prepared for a rainy day. <clears <Yeah>. <clears <throat> and from a financial standpoint, that means you never know when the bottom's going to fall out. You never know. See the reason why COVID hit so hard, it's not because COVID hit and all that stuff happened, but the world thought we were prepared. Like they used to say, you know, a year worth of, you know, if something happened, you need a year's worth of financials. Well, yeah, that's true, but you need more than a year's worth because for two years, three years, this place was hurt, struggling for money. And had we been more disciplined by money as a people, as a culture, as a whatever, as, a, as United States, as some other countries, we would be this uh, COVID wouldn't have hit us this hard. It wouldn't have, you know, but I think it opened up a lot of people's eyes I'm, and I deal with a lot of business owners. I know it opened up their eyes. So now they're like, okay, I know what I have to do now. Mm-hmm. You never know when it's going to rain in my world again. So they plan for that. Now I think people are planning. I'm definitely doing it. I've been doing it anyway, but you know, COVID really didn't hurt me, you know, yeah. to be honest with you, because I knew, I knew I said, man, you always got to just save for a rainy day. And so for me, it's like, yeah, I might want to buy this, buy that, buy that. I can, you know, I can do that, but that ain't, I don't, I don't need that stuff. You know what I mean? So it's times like this when it gets rough, Where it's like, okay, I I can still go grocery shopping. I still pay this bill, pay that bill. I live within my means. I don't try to live like the person across the street, next door. I live within my means and what's best for my family. So my kids don't miss a beat. They don't, they don't know any different quality of life, but what they see every day.
1: Yeah. Didn't, didn't have to rely on no stimulus or anything he just right already, that,
2: yeah if it hit my mail whatever hit great i'm grateful for it, whatever but i didn't didn't count on it didn't need it
1: yeah so far so good uh this has been a great episode so far y'all right now we're gonna take a break uh right now we're with our guest uh, shannon Brazil we'll be right back
0: this podcast is brought to you by project still i rise home of the national youth chamber of commerce the Chamber is dedicated to youth entrepreneurship success through the facilitation of education and access. For additional information on the National Youth Chamber, please visit the website at www.nychamberpsir.org.
1: All right, welcome back from break. Uh, once again, I'm your host, Nick Howard, with the Keep Rising podcast powered by Project Stellar Rise. And today we're talking about the connection with athletes and entrepreneurship and life in general and just business overall and finances overall. Uh, right now we have our guest, Shannon Brazel, TCU Hall of Fame, and he's giving us some, some pointers from an athlete's perspective uh, on what they can do to better themselves in, in business, entrepreneurship and, and life in general. Uh, so Shannon, tell us about some uh, entrepreneur opportunities and life advances as an athlete that you had uh,
2: when you were done playing well to be honest with you man i just you know i've had that i had that dream like everybody else you're gonna go to college you're gonna play i want to go to the nfl and i got my opportunity i uh, just didn't make it on a roster I, I was in the draft and i was able to work out for all 32 teams but i never um i never stuck on a roster uh, so when that happened, it's like, okay, what do you do? You know, you go back to TCU, you go back to your school, and you think you're gonna have this job. You're gonna put your name in the portal, make some calls, or whatever you're gonna do, and this job's gonna pop up. It's not how it works, <laughs> you know. Um, it, I, I wish my while I was in school, I would have made more connections from the entrepreneurs of like the business side of things. Right, mm-hmm. athletes, all that. That part was fine, but I wish I'd have took more time to really focus on. Even though I knew my chances were very little, slim to nothing, and I knew I was going to graduate and start my master's, which I did, uh, I just wish I'd have took more uh, time to really get to know people whose daddies were CEOs and presidents of these companies, to where you know they can I would have an end when I didn't get through, when I got done playing or whatever. When my, when my journey end, I would have these connections, and I had a few, but I had to basically build, you know, start all over, like I would. Like I was a freshman in football, but in that world, you see what I'm saying. So yeah. it took me some time to kind of get the interviews I want and all that. So I tell people all the time, it's just my story. When I got through with NFL, I got a TCU degree, and uh, one of the most prestigious degrees in the world. And I was personal training and shining shoes right, right. after football, you know, which was good money. But it's just like. You know, all of a sudden I am went from in a draft to seeing people in an airport that was making teams, seeing me shining shoes, which we grew up doing that. My family, my dad owned the business and I'm thankful because of it because it's cash money every day. But the reality of it is you're not supposed to get this degree and be shining shoes. That's just what it is. Yeah. But I've I'm, I'm always said you do what you got to do to take care of your family. Honest work makes a good man. And so but as I did that, then I started getting job executive positions with the Boy Scouts of America. Uh, got into the oil and gas business, was able to manage and run some multi-billion-dollar companies. That, when oil and gas, that's all that is, mm. uh, and, and run crews and make some decent money. Uh, as you, you know, for me, it was you know life-changing money. It was you know some money that uh, you know some NFL guys can make. You know, because it was a lot of money. And then I was able to do deals. You know, uh, and learn learn how that worked. You know, multi-level, multi-million-dollar deals uh, with people, whether they went through or not. And a lot of them failed more than worked, yeah. but I was able to at least go through step A to Z and see how that process worked. And so uh, I failed a lot at that stuff. I've lost money. I've made money. Uh, I've and, you know I think uh, three three years ago. All that time I've been in, been a contractor working for myself uh, all these years uh, for mm-hmm. the most part. But I just went back to work for corporate America with the buddy of mine's company. He started up in the garage hired me first. But the bottom line is I've been able to. Meet so many people, you know. Follow my dream. Not really been in office. I'm still not in office. I can't do the office thing. Just kind of do my do business the way I desire to do business because I have connections. I believe it's very important to have connections. I believe it's very important not to burn burn bridges, even when things don't work out. You leave gracefully, or you part gracefully, uh, if you can. If you can control that, because you don't want your name is all you got at the end of the day. You don't. You don't need a bad reputation. I've always said that. And so that's really what I that's one of the values that I hold near and dear to my heart is my name and not burning bridges and being known as a people's person, whether things work out or not. Uh, uh, so, th- you know, those are the things I believe in. Those are the things I've done over the years. And right now I'm still my I'm, I'm entrepreneur minded. And so there's some things I still do on the side um, because I feel that I can launch something one day that can change not just my life, but other people's lives.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's. Uh... That's one thing you hit when he's, uh, he's talking about the the mindset. where he's talking about everything that you did, you, you made some money, you lost some money. Um, that's one entrepreneur mindset. It's just like being able to take the risk, uh, seeing an opportunity, to take the risk, uh, not knowing what the outcome is going to be. But you just right. you just got to keep going and keep fighting. At the end of the day, um, that's that's all it's about. You got yeah. You know, we we're gonna fail at times. We're gonna fail more times than we succeed. You just got to keep getting up and keep pushing forward. Yep. So, yep. Uh, another thing uh, you brought up was uh, the the era that you you played in. You played in uh, around the 2000s era, and mm-hmm. we know uh, of cycle of uh, like uh, you know a lot of guys starting up businesses in that area. But you mm-hmm. see a different transition, a different uh, shift of athletes uh, investing their money more wisely, like LeBron starting up a school. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady even has some good investments as far as Kevin Durant. So all those, the bigger name athletes. uh, What is a cycle or a stigma you want broken when it comes to athletes and finances and entrepreneurship and the lifestyle?
2: That we don't make, that we're dumb athletes and that we don't make, you know, listen, there's very small, there's a small few, especially nowadays, like I said, that number's dropped it was a lot more. Then it was certain sports, a lot more basketball people because guaranteed money is hard to, you know, when you get guaranteed money, I mean, you can blow more of that than football guys. You know, it's not guaranteed. You got to work for it. So you, those guys, you know, even though there's some of you, you have more to keep their money than not just that's the bottom line. But you also have the players, you, and you have things that, that that's a business that you're while you're making money, right. You're still part of a business, a billion dollar business. Mm-hmm. And as we're sitting here, on the fields, you're sitting, you're seeing the people, you're seeing all the stuff going on. Trust you, me, we see how much money the, the man upstairs is making off our sweat and tears and blood. We, we get that, hmm. okay? We understand that. And that's why you see nowadays with the LeBrons and people are doing what they're doing. They're basically saying, hey, no more. Like, you're gonna make your money, that's great, Thank you for the opportunity, but we have a voice. We're going to make our money. And not only that, we're going to start our own businesses. We're going to be agents. We're going to be lawyers. We're going to represent our own brand, right? Mm -hmm. So not only am I supporting your brand, but now i got my own brand to support as well. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. There's a reason why Michael Jordan's brand don't die, won't die, will never die. You know what I mean? There's reasons for that. LeBron, and that was Michael then. People are doing that now. There's more Michaels now. You know, you got, everybody's got a brand. Now it's about the social media brand. It's about creating a brand for yourself, and I think with that, you're starting to see how people uh, evolve, right? How how young people uh, that in their early 20s and late, you know, early 30s are really doing a tremendous job of doing that, and not only doing it, they're showing on social media. Who follows those guys? Young kids. Yeah. So now you have kids who want to mimic it, mimic them on the court, on the field. And off the field and off the, you know, then so they see the things these guys are doing, the schools, the, 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 clothing lines, the, the hair, like all that, we see it, you know? Uh, and so therefore these kids are smart enough to be like, you know, they, they, they're working their social medias, even to get to school. It's, but it's a business. So all you're doing is getting their minds thinking business, 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 working for myself, working for myself, entrepreneurship, all these things are starting to happen and they don't even know it's happening. Right. And so for us, uh, you have these guys, these icons, even in the rap game, you have these, these rappers who become straight off the street, but their opportunity was music. But look what they're doing with their opportunity. They don't even really make music anymore. They're movies. They're movies. They have their own business, multi-billion dollar business, all that stuff. You take the mm-hmm. Jay-Z's, the Ice Cube's and all these stuff that's from the hood, but given opportunity, look at what they did with the brand. Look at what they did for themselves. Mm-hmm. Their store, the, the way they see we wasn't given that golden spoon. We didn't, hand, the hand-me-downs, it wasn't there for our culture for the most part. Yeah. Uh, like there is in other cultures. And so therefore, but given the opportunity to make the money, however they started, not saying it was right, but getting to, the, you start that, then you get into rap, you let rap take you on this platform, then you use your platform to get to where your mind always thought you could go once you got that type of money, right? Mm-hmm. So that's smart. That's, that's not putting, you know, calling people dumb athletes, dumb rappers, thugs, this and that. Listen, when given an opportunity with somebody who has a will to learn and a a drive where they want to change their circumstance and never go back to where they come from, I promise you that man will be wise enough to do what he needs to do to never go back there again. He just needs that opportunity. And so with all that being said, if you're smart enough, bright enough, you have the right people in your corner, once you give an opportunity, great things will happen for you. But uh, the whole dumb athlete stuff and all that stuff you can squash that now, but that's been that that's that's just stupid talk.
1: Yeah, yeah, I like the fact that you said uh, who you have in your circle because I remember we was talking one day. Um, I remember when Shakari uh, Richardson when she had uh, yeah. couldn't compete because of the the trouble that she had off the field, and it was yeah. you you brought up the point was it's the people that she have in her circle like who's in her circle? I was like. I was like, that's very, that's very big, cause you know, the bigger you get, they get you got to have some, some, small large, you got to yep. have a small circle and some small people, circle. yeah, yep. people yep. that that's been there, and that that they that, that they know what they're doing, you know, yep. they want to see you shine,
2: want to see you shine, don't want to see you fall, yeah, the world will build you up, man, you'll get there very quick. Mm-hmm. But man, you'll get there, man, as soon as you start making mistakes, man, that's a long fall. I mean, yeah. that's a long fall. <laughs> and so I've seen it with my own eyes, but also being a part of, you know, with me and LT being friends and me being his business manager for his foundation, the things, our circle is really small, especially when the hype of his career. Yeah. And so we kept that circle small, you know, and so we knew, you know, we were there, like everything, man, we should be doing this. We did, like, we, we held each other accountable, you know what I mean? Like, so, you know, therefore, You see a guy who never really, never got in trouble, never did it. You know, it's just Hall of Famer, blah blah blah. But a lot of times, you see those successful people because the Lebrons look at their circle, man. Mm -hmm. Three, four, five people grounded, keep them grounded, keep them, boom. You know where they need to be, and those they usually make it, and things, great things happen for them, right? And so I just feel like, man, once you have a great athlete and you're in trouble, they're doing this. I always say, look at the circle. Yeah. Get 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 to the root of it, and I guarantee you you'll find the circles terrible.
1: Yeah, it's like the the movie uh, paid in full. As soon as they yep. brought in Rico, you know, that's when everything yep. went downhill. <laughs> Rico. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh that uh but well, that brings us just to our last question. What is uh something you want to leave to the next generation of athletes? What's uh, some golden nuggets you want to leave them?
2: Man, just to be open minded, just to go, you know. You know, be whatever your belief in, whatever your faith in, believe in that. But also, man, if you can think it, you can dream it, you can achieve it.
0: You mm-hmm. know what I
2: mean? Like I'm 44 and I still I still there's so much I feel I want to do. I'm trying to accomplish and I'm going after it full fledged. Like my, I tell my, my mom all the time, like, man, basically, if I stop dreaming, stop going after my goals and dreams, I, mean, I might as well be dead. Like I, that's mm-hmm. just how my mind works. Like I'll never stop, you know. And so because I just feel like I want to be able to leave something. I want to be able to change lives. I want to be able to help people give my story so other people that come from where I come from can understand if that guy can do it, no matter how long it took, I have a chance. I have a fighting chance. And that's all people need is a fighting chance. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I would just tell, you know, people to keep grinding, stay rooted, stay grounded. Don't let nobody crush your dreams. You know what I'm saying? Use your haters as your motivators, whatever, whatever you need to, understand failure is not an option and setbacks are just setbacks because there's sometimes we that just needs to happen in order for us to be launched where we want to go. Mm-hmm. So man, that's what I would say. And uh, man keep a positive attitude and keep grinding until you get where you need to go and then smile even bigger when you get there.
1: Yeah. Humble. I'll say, yeah. I second <laughs> that because uh if I would have listened to everybody in high school, you know, um I wasn't the greatest athlete. Uh I was well overweight and it's just like if I would have listened to everybody and then I, I wouldn't be playing college basketball. I feel like I still have a lot of a lot of go in me. So I was like, sure. I was like, I gotta find, I gotta find me an opportunity to go play somewhere. I'm like, I'm, I'm 23 years old. I can't just be ending it right here. I was like, I still got a lot of going. You need
2: is opportunity and a chance, brother.
1: You know, that's, all it is. <laughs> that's all it is. Well, once again, thank y'all for tuning in with the Keep Rising podcast, powered by Projects Still Rise. Uh, remember to follow us on LinkedIn. Facebook and Instagram at Project Still I Rise. Once again, I'm your host, and this is our guest speaker today, Shannon Brazil, and I thank y'all for uh, listening to him today, and y'all have a good
0: one. We hope you enjoyed listening to this segment of Keep Rising with Project Still Our Rise. Please stay connected with us by visiting our website at www.psir.org. We look forward to you joining us next week. And remember, whatever you do, keep rising.